This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. We had a home birth back in 2016. So we started a podcast about it. And then grew it into a birth brand to help future and current parents believe in their success with home birth. This is the place to hear home birth stories along with helpful resources and tips to feel empowered and supported in your birth journey. This is Doing It At Home. Hello, and welcome back to Doing It At Home. I'm Sarah. Today's episode is top tips for creating comfort and pain management in labor with Sarah Lyon. So I know this is one that y'all are going to have earmarked and be sharing around because this is a really great topic and there's some really great gems of knowledge to glean from this episode. Before we get into it, just want to welcome you. Thank you again for listening, however you found doing it at home. We're so happy you're here. Doing it at home is the place for you to feel confident, prepared, and excited for home birth. And we have a lot of different resources and ways that you can get plugged in, learn, hear stories, share, connect. For one thing, listening to the podcast is a great place to be. So you are doing that. Well done. Check that off the list. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you are notified every time a new episode drops. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which has our episodes there as well in video and audio format, along with other really great videos that we create and produce around different topics in home birth, our lives, things, you know, all related to doing it at home. Go check that out. Subscribe, hit the notifications. And we have the holidays coming up. So really great gift ideas for the future home birth parent in your life, whether that's a friend or family member or gift yourself, hashtag treat yourself. It's a very real thing. I highly encourage doing it. You can do that through our merchandise. We have a great shop full of empowering home birth phrases and graphics in available in mugs, t-shirts, tanks, sweatshirts, hoodies, onesies even. So go check that out. We have our have babies where you make them graphic. That's a fan favorite. Also followed by a new but rising in popularity one of home birth 
birth established 300,000 years ago. We also have the doing it at home logo and other things there to rep doing it at home. So go check out the shop. You can also gift our book. Really great gift idea for the holidays, especially for the future home birth parent or yourself, if that's you, or for midwife, doula, childbirth educator, all applicable and really great. Our book is available on Amazon in ebook as well as paperback. So that link is in the show notes as well. I'm just trying to help you out in preparation for gift giving and, you know, getting everything together. Go ahead and do it now so that you can be relaxing next month and you're just hanging out and all the stuff is taken care of and your empowered home birth gear and resources and products are all purchased and you're just hanging out sipping cocoa. So there's that. <laughs> All right, today's episode, main topics here. We talk about massage therapy. We talk about effects of adrenaline on the body, really interesting. Different types of support and techniques for pain management, fear during birth, affirmations mindfulness techniques, and how birth is like a marathon. And Sarah knows a thing or two. She is a birthing expert, a doula. She's the founder of Glow Birth and Body, author of The Birth Deck, as well as You've Got This, Your Guide to Getting Comfortable with Labor. And she's a mother of two, both home births. So get out your paper and pen because you're going to be wanting to take notes on this one. Quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll dive into our interview with Sarah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Doing It at Home. Thanks for joining us. So great to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. We are very grateful for you because we know you're carving out some time from a family vacation. So thank you for joining us, Sarah. Honestly, I could talk about birth all day, so it's probably sparing my family. (laughs) This will be my allotment of birth talk for the day. For the day. Okay, I love that. totally get that. Yeah, that's great. And I think it's so relatable, too. You know, if you're listening to this, you don't see 
us talking, but if you're watching this, you know, Sarah is in a closet right now of wherever you're staying on your vacation. And I just love about that is it's so relatable, so relatable because there are probably a lot of moms right now in closets listening to this (laughs) because it's their allotment of hiding time for the day or it's nap time or whatever. So I just love the relatability of it. And just to to reveal, you know, the, the balance of it all, you know, from being a mom to entrepreneur to, you know, still feeding what you're passionate about and having fun with the family, you know, that really resonates with us personally. So oh, yeah. I just love that we get to bring people into the space that are also about that and to, to highlight that and showcase that for our community is just really cool. It's one of the most important things about our generation is that because we co-parent, because we are more likely to have two working parents in a household, it means that we have to be more open about what we're doing because we don't have the backstop of a primary stay-at-home parent who's there 100% of the time just for that. And it's it's just an important thing for us to be open about so that we can help other people and so that people don't feel so isolated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, Sarah, of your background and your experience and how it ties into what we're going to get into today. I am a birth educator and a doula. I'm not currently taking doula clients, um, mostly because of what I just described, which is that I, we don't have a parent backstop for, for <laughs> nighttime work at this time. I have two little kids. Um, and But I've been doing this work since 2004, and I am also a prenatal and postpartum deep tissue massage therapist. And that is another whole area of specialization that I have, and I run a whole company that specializes in, in that kind of body work. Mm. That's amazing. And though even though you're not doing doula work right now, I imagine that is such a game changer in your doula work because I'm thinking I'm like, huh, okay, future birth note, um, someone massage certified or, you know, therapeutic deep tissue massage would be really, really great. (laughs) Yeah. It is. It's a really great tool. It's fantastic for me because I train so many massage therapists. It's also great as a birth educator and as a doula educating partners because I can, I'm really good at teaching other people Mm -hmm. how to do massage. And as much as it's important for the doula to have the skills, really like the true gift in a great birth educator is somebody who's able to, to take that information, transmit it to somebody who is not trained and to support them to support their partner. Because the fact is that any of us can actually give really solid birth support. Mm. And it's a pretty new phenomenon that we would be outsourcing that entirely. Outsourcing to a midwife, essentially like a, a medical shaman, that is a tale as old as time. But it was always community members who yeah. supported. And now it's even new for partners to be supporting, right? Yeah. So all of these layers are really being invented in our generation and the generation before us. I love that. That's amazing. Okay. So one of the big topics we're going to hit on today is something that comes up a lot. You know, we were talking about this offline. It's one of the biggest things I feel like that comes up around childbirth one, but then also if you make the choice to have a home birth, you don't have access to epidural. There are, it's, it's different as far as however you want to refer to pain management or comfort measures, you know, there's different terminology for that, but it it changes the game up a little bit as far as what's available to you and what you might choose. So one thing that comes up a lot is the pain, the pain of birth. I don't know if I can handle it or women equating what they believe to be a low threshold or low tolerance for pain and how that's absolutely going to translate into birth. And so if I, you know, I stub my toe and I feel like, you know, I'm dying, how am I going to be able to give birth naturally? So what we're going to talk about is one of your areas where you shine in expertise is techniques 
for that techniques for the comfort uh, management, the pain management, however, you know, we refer to that. So do you have like a secret list or something? Do you have a secret book that you like hold and you whip out with clients or with those that you're educating? Like here, like here's the treasure trove of things that you can do. No, which is why I wrote one, but on nice. Okay, we get a plug, we get a plug, yes. plug, plug. So, so the, the the short answer is no. There are incredible books that are really well known on birth support broadly, and and the psychology of birth. And you can read collections of birth stories, and and there are some really beautiful. Um, there, there. Some of them are like collections. Some of them are more like textbooks. But there was nothing that I could find that was just a great, quick go-to resource for birth for professional birth workers, but then also for partners and other people in the birth room, right? So other birth support individuals, a sister, a friend, a mother, and um, and I really my clients needed it because even after teaching them birth education and teaching them the techniques, when the adrenaline hits, a lot of that a lot of that goes out the window. You know, adrenaline has a funny way of playing with the mind. And so for the person who is the primary support person, who, especially if that person is also the partner, that's a, that's a lot of intensity to watch your, your loved one go through labor, yeah. right? Um, you guys both know that pretty well. And so what I, what I decided was I'm going to take all my techniques. I started writing them on flashcards for clients ahead of time, uh, especially my birth education clients where I wouldn't be there to be like the human, the human notes. Right. And I, but it took me 10 years of growing other parts of my practice and my businesses to finally publish them. So I published a deck of cards, a giant deck of cards that are flashcards for labor. And then I just a few months ago came out with a book that's called You've Got This, Your Guide to Getting Comfortable with Labor. And that is all of my work really focuses on comfort measures, which is really different. It's not, you're not going to read anything that I've written and and find an entire birth education course that's going to go into the, to the nitty gritty of the physiology of birth. While I'm personally very passionate about that, I find that giving that information to a layperson also puts a lot of pressure on them. Yeah. And that is in fact not what you need. It's not even what doulas were originally trained for. That is a very new thing that doulas are now tasked with being the full on guardians of physiologic birth in mm. a very fraught medical system. So that's a different conversation for a different episode. But what is important is to deliver the information to somebody in a way that can be received and then can be applied in the midst of an adrenaline-fueled scenario. So that's the work that I create. That's the, the written work that I create. Um, so I'm happy to go into my favorite techniques, and to even break down those techniques more simply, you can really think of it as four categories. Because the four categories of support are also just a great reminder that all of this is possible for anyone to apply, right? We can all support someone in labor. You don't have to be specially trained. But what you do need to do is you do need to be able to tune into your own senses to calm yourself down as the support person. And then you need to be fully available for the person you're supporting. So then you kind of fade into the background and now it's about this person. So as a support person, keep yourself fed and keep yourself hydrated. Mm -hmm. Okay. Get your head right. Mm -hmm. And then step into fully being there for your partner Mm -hmm. or for whoever you're supporting. So I would break it down into four categories, which is general support. Mm -hmm. So that's little things like 
water. Like make sure your partner's hydrated. Yeah. Yeah. Don't overthink that, you know, mm-hmm. just make sure they're hydrated. Make sure that you're monitoring their temperature. And I don't mean with a thermometer. I mean, if they're hot, bring them a cool washcloth. Yeah. If they're cold, bring them a blanket. You don't need to be scared. All of these symptoms with, I'm using air quotes right now, all of these symptoms are a product of the hormones that are very carefully calibrated to make labor happen. Mm. So what you're doing is you're just helping her be comfortable and keep some kind of basic homeostasis while her body goes through this very specific level of of shifting hormones, this very specific journey that's like the symphony that's perfectly tuned for her body. Okay. Your job is just to comfort her. So that's, that's the basic support category. And I can go more into some of those, um, later movement. Movement is crucial. That's another category. So we have support and we have movement. Why do you need to move? You need to move because this is a physical process. There is one object moving out of another object, (laughs) the body, right? The surrounding body has to move so that the bones can move out of the way for the baby to come down and through again. You don't really need to know a whole lot more than that to support someone. You just need to know that her body needs to move so that the baby can move because the baby's wiggling down just like the body is moving out of the way, is moving to the side and is having to move so that the baby can twist and turn down through the pelvis. So movement. And then you have massage. So massage, the reason why I didn't do a whole deck that's just massage is frankly, (laughs) frankly, because while it is the number one technique and it is obviously my personal passion, I did not want to be touched in labor. After being a birth educator for 10 years before I had my first, after being at dozens of births, and then I didn't, I couldn't handle being touched the way that my nervous system was firing and the way that my nerves were, my the nerves that feed to my skin. I had, it felt like I had like, um, you know, when your foot's asleep kind of, yeah. and it's coming back to life, it kind of felt like that, but around my hips. And I just didn't want to be touched, which was a real awakening for me. And so, you know, it really brought home the point that at, that labor, because labor changes through each phase so dramatically, you need to have more than one skill set in your toolbox because you don't know what it just because something's working now doesn't mean it's going to work in two hours and 10 minutes and four hours. That's a great point. So, um, but massage techniques are really helpful because they can both be, think of it as both being medicinal, but they can also just be comforting, Mm -hmm. right? So acupressure will be more medicinal. It will sort of have a, an effect that can be more, um, effective for creating stronger contractions and for helping the uterus open, helping the cervix open. Um, or it can just be comforting and just frankly, just feel good. And then the final category, so now we have support, we have movement, we have massage, and we have mind. Because the mind, as I've listened to a bunch of your episodes, and as I feel like almost every birth worker notes, it's really all about the mind and the mindset. Yeah. So the mind is, is really important because there are these common hurdles that almost every person in labor experiences, every woman, and frankly, every partner too. <laughs> But but that's also a different, yeah. maybe a different episode. Um, <laughs> but the but when you go through how what I think it should come as a comfort to all of us that the vast majority of births actually look very similar. 
they actually hit a lot of the same hurdles. There are actually a lot of the same crises of confidence that happen at the same points in labor. And so it should be a great comfort to all of us that we are not doing this in a vacuum. This is not something that's never been done before. If you're scared, you're probably the majority of women who birthed before you have had that same fear, you know? Mm. So what can we do to help someone manage their mental state? Um, So those are the four broad categories of support. Can you go back and talk a little bit about the crisis of confidence? I think that's a a really great phrase. Um, And can you explain what that is and talk about some of those moments where, you know, the confidence goes down? Absolutely. And and it's important to, to differentiate between fear and crisis of confidence because they are two different things. Fear is being afraid. It's, it's an increase in adrenaline, which is the which is the off switch for labor okay so fear is different fear is something that might go wrong there is something wrong with me i am scared a crisis of confidence is purely is the feeling of defeat mm. i can't do it another word that we use for it commonly in birth work is hitting the wall yeah. where you've hit your wall you're done um, and that is different than exhaustion because exhaustion is i'm done and i'm tired and and i just i'm i'm over it i'm done i want to take a nap somebody take me home. Um, <laughs> and if you're already, and if you're already yeah, at so home, just then you're like somebody out of this literally situation. take me anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually that actually, that's the moment. That is the moment when most home birth mamas say, take me to the hospital. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like, wherever you are, you are certain that somewhere else is actually the place where this be is going to be easier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? I really um, appreciate everything that you just said, because I actually got some own insight into my birth experience and a little thing I could reprogram, if you will, and almost heal a little bit from that. Because I, when you differentiated fear and that crisis of confidence, I was not fearful at any point in my birth experience, but I could have classified that one moment I had when we were in the bathroom mm-hmm. and I looked in your eyeballs and I said, I don't think I can do this. I wasn't afraid, but I was exactly what you just said. I was like defeated. I was, I was, you know, down on the ground, you know, KO'd <laughs> and, uh, that's what that was. So it wasn't fear of my ability to do anything. I wasn't fearful for our safety or anything like that. It was just like, dang, I am walloped right now. So would so, you say that was a crisis of yeah. confidence? Yeah. I, yeah. I looked at you and I was like, this might be, we tried to do it at home, you know, like <laughs> not, we did it at home. So yeah. Yeah. So thank you for mm-hmm. that. That's like real time mm-hmm. rewiring for me. It's really important to know that deeply that it's possible, but then to also acknowledge that in labor, most women, especially women who aren't birth workers, who haven't seen this happen over and over again to then be able to also talk, do the self-talk when it does come up for a birth worker in labor to say, no, 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 I know I can. If you're not, if you haven't seen so many people do it that you're fully convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt, which the vast majority of us, because we don't birth in community, have not seen lots of women do it, means that it it is most likely someone's going to. It's very important that partners know that because the partner will also then not only have a crisis of confidence of self, right? Like, oh, wait, am I not supporting you well enough? Can we do this? But also she's looking at you because you're the person who needs to look back in her eyes and say, I know without a shadow of a doubt, with full confidence that you can, and I am here for you. And no matter what happens, we're going to push through this and move through this together. It doesn't matter you know, what happens, we are going to do whatever this is going to be, right? And and 
so the crisis of confidence is an important thing to acknowledge because the per- you have to anticipate it. Mm-hmm. And if you anticipate it, then you can also demystify it. And then it also, you know, diffuses it. I think that's so big. I mean, yeah. I can just see so many scenarios where mama has a crisis of confidence and the partner in that moment just, you know, freaks out. Yeah. And so when you're working with, with families and you see that, oh, okay, this partner has the potential because oh, maybe they're there. exhibiting, you know, they aren't exhibiting confidence or whatever. H- how would you coach that individual? How would you, I'm sure there's a number of things you'd recommend, but I'm just thinking about the the mama right now who's listening, who's like, oh, you know what? My partner, I don't know how yeah. they're going to handle that moment if I have a crisis of confidence. Mm-hmm. Affirmations, as cheesy as they can be, are really, really powerful. And it's not just the words, but it's the delivery. So this is one of the reasons why it's so important to work on your relationship before you get into labor, because you really need to believe your partner as a birthing person, as a birthing woman, you need to believe your partner when they say that to you. If, if they haven't exhibited belief in you in the first place, if they haven't exhibited confidence in your abilities throughout your relationship, why are you going to believe them in that moment? Right. Right. So if, if, so you have to do that work ahead of time because really they're the coach. So I liken a lot of this stuff, especially when I'm speaking to male partners, to sports analogies. Mm -hmm. So you just think about what would you do in a sports game? If somebody, if you were the coach and someone on your team started faltering in like the last quarter of like the last game when you're this close to the championships, you know what I mean? You would look them in the eyes, you get real close, you get real quiet and you would get really intense and you would tell them all of the amazing things about them and why they're going to do it and why you are in their corner and why you believe in them and why you're there for them and how great this is going to be and that they need to push through and you would hit them on the bottom and send them back out there. You know what I mean? And it's sort of like that. Like you got to get, you got to, you have to be the coach in that moment. And I think what a lot of us want to do, especially in like modern relationships is like really be there for each other for like the emotions and this is not a time to like explore it and process it this is the time to be like (laughs) you are doing great you can do this your body can do this we are here for you you don't need to worry about anything else it's one contraction at a time let's go and then once you hit once you get over that hump now you go into this next contraction I want, and then you start really coaching. So this next contraction, I want you, we're going to walk around the room once in the middle of this contraction, and then I'm going to squeeze your hips and I want you to breathe with me. Mm. Or I want you to start groaning. And then the partner starts groaning to guide mama through the groaning. And so you just, when the mom, when mom has a crisis of confidence, what she's saying is I need help. Yeah. I don't think I can do this alone. Carry some of this weight with me. And so you just buck up and do it. Mm-hmm. I love that. What what we're talking about illustrates how this moment of birth is so transformative, mm-hmm. not just for mama, but for the partner as well. I mean, for that individual to to step up and step into that role and show up in that way. And despite whatever they're going through, their own fears, their own like, holy crap, I can we actually do this? But for them to just get right, you know, be so present and 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 encourage and motivate and affirm mama. I mean, what a potentially incredibly bonding experience for the two of them. 
you know, through birth. And I love that. And I love, I love that you simplified it with a sports analogy. I mean, how everybody can, can imagine that in their mind. You know, that's what the coach does. The coach doesn't say, oh, you're feeling afraid of this free throw or this field goal. Or, oh, come over here and take it, you know, let me get you a bottle. Like they don't do that. Like they get on them. So <laughs> exactly. I, I think that's, I think that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I listen, you you've got to reach people where they're at. Mm-hmm. So it's all fine and good to think that just because someone's having a home birth, they're like some raging hippies who've like never <laughs> thrown a football. But we're all raised in this heteronormative co- culture. We all have certain hormones coursing through our bodies. And so it's important to really understand what someone what tools someone is coming to the table with or without yeah. and and reach them on that level. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about the the intensity of that situation and how transformative it can be for both people. Another thing you can think about from a more kind of esoteric perspective is that is that the midwife is really the shaman, right? And mom is on a trip. Like mm. for anyone who's listening who's ever taken any kind of mind-altering substances, especially psychedelics, it's like the hormones in your body at that time are natural narcotics. You know, it is a very similar feeling in your body and your mind to being on mushrooms or being, you know, on a lot of THC or anything like that. And that's not to scare anyone. That's to say your body's going to take care of the pain. I mean, it's going back to what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Your body, you birthing right now is not the person who's going to be in labor. That is also really confronting to a partner mm-hmm. because the partner is like, wait, you're like basically speaking in tongues. You're drooling you're like shivering and shaking sometimes and then sweating other times. Like this can't be healthy. This yeah. can't be normal. But in the end, if you already know, if it's anticipated, then a lot of that, those crises of confidence for each person can be reduced and can maybe even be avoided. Um, but you have to know that you are the rock for the person who's going through that trip. And so you need to understand and anticipate it so that you can really still be the person who's kind of holding space for them while they're in this alternate you know, state of being, this alternate universe. And that work happens well before birth time. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even before pregnancy to become, Ideally, to be that rock, yeah. right? To, to be that rock in the midst of, of a, a personal emotional storm, whether it's your own or your partner's. I mean, yeah, that's, that, that, this, this connects to the, the work that Sarah and I do mm-hmm. beyond doing it at home, you know, being balanced lifestyle coaches. It's about how can you become that rock, or at least part of what we do is. So I love that. Everything you're saying totally resonates. A lot of the episodes that I've listened to for you guys uh, that the guests you've had on the conversations that you guys curate are, um, I really appreciate the focus on the partnership because it is really hard. Forget birth. It's really hard to parent alone, you know, and you're really setting the stage for how this journey is going to go. And there has to be a lot of healing when someone feels let down in labor. Mm because that follows you through your postpartum experience and into early childhood parenting. Oh yes. What a what a great what great words of wisdom there. Yeah. Let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk about some of the specific pain management techniques. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So is there like levels to the pain techniques? What I mean by that is say someone wants to start at beginner basic, you know, like we don't have a whole lot of gear or time to invest or whatever. What's one thing that could easily help with pain management? And does it go up to, you know, we have, we have money to invest in some sort of, um, um, what's the word that I want, like props or things like that, or we can spend more time on learning these techniques. Is there kind of a spectrum when it comes to pain management? I suppose so. I mean, the good thing about pain management is that in the end, you really just need your hands and your voice, right? And you're like, you need your senses to just take in the information. What is she experiencing? Address what you're seeing. So um, the, the number one thing is water because it's something that most of us have access to. Mm -hmm. So a shower, a bath, if you're in a hospital, even if you have a shared shower on a birth ward, a labor and delivery ward, you can always find access to a shower. When you're at home, most of us have a shower or a bathtub at home. And the one thing I would caution people, so a bath is great to test whether you're actually in labor. So if you think that you might be in labor, but you're not really sure, because maybe it's just early labor, and maybe it's not really going to progress into an active labor pattern. If you get in the bathtub at the point where it starts to feel a little bit unmanageable, like, okay, I'm starting to feel like I need more than just my own independent mind to, to cope with these contractions, then getting in the water can help to differentiate between an, a, a mounting labor pattern, a growing labor pattern, and just early labor that's going to peter out eventually anyways. Because labor is so effective at, at reducing pain that it will actually reduce pain so much that you don't have enough of the pain-killing chemicals in your head. Okay? Like, does that make sense? So so I can back up a little bit. I'm watching you guys on the screen being like, mm, not sure. So <laughs> when you have a contraction, what your contraction does is your contraction causes pain. Mm-hmm. What the pain does is the pain will then trigger oxytocin in your brain. Okay, mm-hmm. because oxytocin helps to relieve pain. Yeah. Well, oxytocin also is the contraction hormone. It's also the hormone that's going to make your contra- your next contraction come. So you have a contraction, you have pain, 
you have pain, you get oxytocin, you get oxytocin, you get another contraction. So this this cycle is what builds your labor. Now, if you it's why an epidural is complicated because an epidural reduces pain so much. Okay, if it's a good epidural then it reduces, and by good, I mean, if it's effective, it actually right. works to do the job it's supposed to do, reduces pain so much that it can actually completely stop your contraction pattern because, because the there's oxytocin. no pain. And yeah, and without pain, you don't get oxytocin. So then you have to have fake, the synthetic yeah, oxytocin, yep. right? Yeah, okay. okay. So a bathtub, which is like the epidural of natural pain relief techniques, the bathtub can also, if you don't have enough oxytocin coursing through your body already, the bathtub can actually stall your labor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so just bear that in mind. If you're not renting a tub, so this, we go back to like, if you're not going to get a bunch of gear, if you got a bathtub, you've got a shower, yeah. you know, so start with the shower, save the tub is, is what I would say. Start with the shower, save the tub. Um, anything that's going to be able to distract your brain from the intensity of contractions is going to be pain relieving. Mm. Now, that means you can either use, you know, mindfulness techniques, that kind of thing, or you can use your nerve endings. So any kind of sensory technique that introduces a positive sensation to the brain, the brain will choose that positive sensation. Okay. Mm, wow. um, and this all comes from, from pain management theory for sports and chronic pain management, which is where the majority of the research into comfort techniques for labor actually has taken place. That's so we use, we, we take that exactly. So it's called gate, um, it's called uh, gateway theory. Mm. So um, you introduce a positive sensation and that essentially blocks the input for the, the negative sensation. In this case, we're talking about contractions. Um, so bath and shower, I think, are just like the, the obvious go-tos. Now, movement, any kind of movement technique. So your body in labor will naturally put you in a forward-leaning position. Mm-hmm. If you don't try anything, you don't think about anything, you don't look at any pictures of a woman in labor before you, but you're left to your own devices, you will probably end up on all fours, leaning on a counter or leaning on, like leaning on a couch on your knees, okay, with your upper body on a couch. And that is because it helps your uterus be more efficient in contracting. It takes the weight of the baby off of your tailbone, okay? Think about your baby now hanging kind of like a hammock. You know how good it feels when you're pregnant to do cat-cow pose in yoga? That's because it reduces the pressure of the baby's head on on your nerves on the interior of your spine. It's a little hard for me to explain it without giving you a lot of hand gestures. Yeah, follow, yeah. follow, but, yeah. but I'm trying. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So any kind of forward leaning position is great. So then if you were to take a tool and introduce a tool to that, I would say a birth ball, which is a really just a fit ball, is a really like low cost investment. 36 centimeter ball is almost always the perfect size. And you can take it to a sporting goods store that takes care of bikes and things or, or, you know, they sell basketballs and they'll blow it up for you. So you don't have to like use the pump, you know, they'll blow it up. It'll take like two seconds. (laughs) Um, so, so any kind of forward leaning position when in doubt, all fours are lean, all fours are leaning on a counter. Mm. Um, and then you can add massage techniques to that. So we have water. You can also be on all fours in the water. You can also be sitting on a ball in the shower, leaning against the wall, the shower wall, right? So you're feeling supported. And then you can introduce massage techniques because it's really all about layering techniques. Mm -hmm. So 
when you want to address pain, what you really want to do is, as I described before, you want to distract the body in as many ways as possible. So you give the body water, which is so pleasurable and it's ultimately distracting for the nerves all over the body, right? All over your skin. Then you introduce a movement position, which puts the body in an optimal position for labor. And then you introduce a massage technique, right? So in any of these forward leaning positions, you can be doing um, the double hip squeeze, which I'm sure has been mentioned on this podcast before, if you've ever talked about comfort techniques. This man is a Um, champion of the hip squeeze, (laughs) of the clothespin action. (laughs) Exactly. So you want to be grabbing, you want to be pushing in like a peck fly on either side of the hips of the pelvis in the fleshy bit, Mm. not on the bony bit of the upper leg, but actually on the fleshy bit of the hips. Again, not the glutes. So you're not posterior. You're right at the hips and you don't want to feel anything bony under your hands at all. And when you get it right, you will know because it will immediately relieve discomfort for the mama. For sure. Um, So now we've got, let's say, somebody in the shower sitting on a ball, leaning against the wall in labor. And then we have her partner squeezing her hips from behind. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, let's layer on a mind technique. So now we have our general support, we have our movement, we have our massage, and now we're going to introduce a, an affirmation, right? Maybe she's hitting, let's say she's hitting a, a crisis of confidence, right? Um, or she's starting to feel a little scared. Let's say she's starting to feel a little bit scared. She didn't anticipate that it was going to feel like this. She's a little worried. What if something's wrong? I didn't realize that it was going to be this intense, let's say. And all you would need to say is, I am here for you. We are all here for you. You are doing such a good job. She needs to be reminded that especially if you have medical professionals around, like midwives at home, that she is not doing this alone, right? She might be the runner in the marathon, but you are her water crew, right? You're running alongside her, cheering her on. And then she also has like the ambulance following her. You know what I mean? Way at the back of the pack, just in case she falls and needs a Band-Aid, okay? So you've got all of the individuals. You have your midwives who are following you. You've got the tools that you need and the support person. And yes, this is intense, but we are here for you and you are okay. You're doing a great job. So that's a way to build in one little vignette, some of my favorite techniques together to give a really thorough, that could last you for a really long time. That could last you an hour of just supporting someone like that. And kind of, and the thing is that that these things don't get old. Telling someone they're really look beautiful is never going to get old, (laughs) you know, like when in doubt, you're so amazing. I'm so grateful that you're doing this. You look so beautiful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm so impressed. I'm so proud. I'm so grateful. You know what I mean? Like when in doubt, just go to gratitude. Yeah. As a support person, you're going to do a great job. You're going to be great, you know? I, I love the idea of layering. Yeah. It makes so much sense. It totally does. You know, like <laughs> add this and then add this on top of it and add that. And I also like how you describe it as to sort of distracting the mind and, and um, adding in all these different sensory experiences to get the brain focusing on those things that feel more pleasant than the things that don't feel pleasant. That just that's genius. It's like simple and it's just yeah. It's awesome. I mean it's not it's not witchcraft. You know, right. it's yeah. like I think yeah. it's so 
I mean, I'm in the same game as you are. You know, I, when I teach birth education, I, I usually do not tell people that I had home births. It turns out I had two. But I, right now you can't tell I'm like in a closet with like my straggly beach hair and a beach dress on. But I normally present as being very mainstream, as do the two of you, right? And and every most things about my life are. I just happen to like talk about vaginas all day long for my work. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, totally normal. So, but here's the thing. If we, I really also firmly believe that, and research would also show that the safest birth environment is the home with the proper medical care, mm. right? But we're never going to get there if everyone thinks that all of this stuff is some like voodoo magic, yeah. you know, some yeah. like woo woo hippie yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Like it is science. This is not something that someone just made up one day because it would sell a book. This is science. And I think that communicating that to partners, especially partners who are skeptical, because it is oftentimes the mom who will bring the partner into the loop on like, maybe we should try this other kind of birth environment. And I think it's so important, again, going back to like, you've got to connect with people where they're at and speak their language. Right. So I I really like to go into the, to the core scientific evidence-based concepts, because that is actually the way we have to believe you know, and this is not, again, like some some witchery. Mm-hmm. You just need to know what the science is because that also helps us remember what to do next. A lot of us are really intellectual. We want to know, oh, okay, her back hurts. Maybe I should push on her back. Mm-hmm. Her back hurts because the nerves from the uterus feed through the tailbone up to the spine. So her back hurts. Okay, I can address that. It's mm-hmm. just the uterus doing its job, you know. Um, I, in the book, so I wrote the deck three years and published the deck three years before I published this book. And in the book, I was so excited because I got to actually lay out layering sequences. Mm, So in the back of the book, there are whole sequences, like my favorite sequences for different parts of labor. And then we also, I also wrote a whole common hurdles section. So like posterior baby, this is like, these are the best techniques for posterior, trying to turn a posterior baby, back labor, hip pain, stalled labor, slow dilation. If you have an epidural, like these are the techniques you want to be using to hopefully not have a stalled labor and anxiety. Um, yeah. Layering is what it's up. It's what's up. Mm. Yeah. Come, come with all of it. You know, you don't have to just choose one thing or, you know, like have, have the Rolodex, <laughs> have the full tool belt. And from, from it, like you said, you know, with, with yourself, you didn't want anyone touching you. So it's like, okay, not this one. What, what, what do we got? What else yeah. we got? What's up? What else yeah. is in this bag? <laughs> And then even some of the yeah, you've got to keep it fresh. Yeah, yeah, and like some of the other things, like we've heard so many stories of people being served some sort of tincture of something that gets labor going. Mm. You know, you Sarah, when you were talking, just that that idea of taking it out of the woo woo, Mm. because that's how I thought of home birth initially was just a bunch of hippies, and but then when you get educated, and when you when you understand a little bit more of the history and how things came to be the way they are, you realize, oh, no, no, it's not woo-woo at all. It's sort of been labeled that way. And so I really like your approach of, um, like when you mentioned a lot of those techniques comes from sports medicine and sports therapy, like that makes so much sense. Of course it does. You know, these these men and women athletes going in with these different injuries, okay, how are we going to treat this without a whole bunch of drugs? And it makes so much sense that to, to apply some of those techniques into labor and birth. How are we going to manage these sensations without a whole bunch of drugs? It just, it, yeah, fits. It makes a lot of sense. And much like training for a sport, 
you can't always be physically practicing. And labor, you can't actually physically practice before the big event, yeah. right? But you can mentally prepare, which yeah. is why yeah. uncensored birth videos and photos are so important, especially mm-hmm. of non-traumatic birth experiences, right? Yeah. It's why it's why we need to take classes and understand and mentally prepare because we we can practice and our body will learn before we're actually doing it. And again, we know that from sports psychology. From sports, yep. yeah, yep, yeah. And I think, and it's, it's a, yeah. Go ahead, Sarah. Sorry, go, Sarah. The the relationship to pain, the you know the relationship, you know, we're very discomfort averse and pain averse. And you said something earlier about how effective and efficient labor is at doing what it does. And I think the more and more we embrace it as this natural process that the body knows how to do so well, then it's not, it's not like the pain of an injury though, in the sense that nothing's gone wrong. Your body is actually doing everything it needs to be doing. And so all of the sensations are indicators to you of what's happening. And it's, it's, it's pain with purpose and it's pain with, you know, indication and communication. Like it's really about having a communication with your body. And so if you can do all that mindset work on the upfront, and with your partner, ideally, then when it does hit, and like you said, the adrenaline's going, and that's not the time to be now rethinking it all. Like, that's not the time to be rationalizing. Oh, yeah, layering makes sense. No, you have that conversation beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> also similar to the trust that you build, because I can just imagine, you know, when we are having disagreements or whatever you call them, if we were applying that into birth, <laughs> like... I don't feel like you're hearing my truth right now. And I don't feel, you know, like if we were doing, that's not the time to be doing that. So I just, what I love is all of what you've outlined is totally accessible. Virtually none of it costs money unless you wanted to enhance some of the aspects, some of the features, you know, you can get the ball, you can get the blow up tub, you know, things like that. But it's just about the, the investment in the experience and the mental work that you're willing to put into it. That's really the key differentiator, not your level of pain tolerance outside of the birthing room or, or whatever sort of equipment you do or don't have, you know, it's, I just love that it's so accessible and it's within you and you can unlock it. It's all within us. It's, we, we try to add so many things onto this whole birth and parenting journey but that's because we've been trained that more is more mm. and labor and birth and early stage parenting is one of the very, maybe, maybe in fact, it's true in a lot of places that we, that more is not always more, but this is one area in which more is oftentimes detrimental. Mm. So just focus on what matters, your relationship, understanding what's about to happen so you can anticipate what's going to happen because that's also how we reduce fear yeah. and how we increase our confidence. And don't be afraid to learn about it. Yeah. You know, is is it going to hurt? Yep. Yeah. I mean, does it hurt when you like lift heavy weights? Because you're about to do a lot of exercise with your uterus. So yeah, like there's going to be a lot of lactic acid and it's going to be intense, but it's not a car accident, right. right? Like this is not, like you said, it's not an injury and the pain is not going to kill you, you know? And I think that because birth is such a high stakes circumstance, we're afraid to really talk about what's real, you know, and you don't have to be afraid of the pain. The pain is not bad for you. Okay. The pain is not going to damage you. It is not flesh tearing. 
that's not the pain that people talk about in labor. By the time you're pushing the baby out, it's like you've already done the job. You know what I mean? Like you're good, you know? Um, and and I think that a lot of people who have not had a baby before, they're really focused on that sort of second stage moment. And they kind of think that all of labor is like crowning, mm. you know? And then they're blindsided when they're like, this is a completely different kind of pain than I thought it was going to be. And I really don't know how to cope with this kind of really active muscular intensity. Yeah. I thought I was going to be pushing a baby out for 24 hours. Right. You know know what I mean? And it's like, the tearing, like, don't even worry about that. You know what I mean? We like, your your perineum will heal. You're good. Um, Just get your head right and learn what's about to happen. Beautiful. And get the birth deck and get the book. And get the birth deck and get the book <laughs> and you'll be good. It, it's actually it's actually a great gift for um for a co-parent, mm-hmm. a non the non-birth parent. Because yeah. it's just it's like, listen, you're you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be so good at this job. Just read this. You're gonna be fine. Yeah. You're gonna do a you're gonna do a great job, daddy. You know? That's great too. Just to hear that, that like you're gonna do a great job, not Oh, you know, say goodbye to your sleep and say goodbye to your sex and all those things that people just want to project their own garbage. I know we're about to go down a whole other rabbit hole here, but, (laughs) you know, but just ending it on that note, like you're going to do a great job. Like this is so exciting. This is so magnificent. This journey that you're about to embark on and this experience you're about to have that you've chosen and like we're all here for. So I love that. Beautiful. It's great. Sarah, will you tell us where folks can get the deck, get the Mm -hmm. book, learn more about you, connect with you. You can get the book and the deck on Amazon and you can get the book anywhere where books are sold. Um, And you can find us at the birth deck on Instagram. And if you want to learn more about our massage practice, you can go to glowbirthandbody.com. And can you give us the name once again of the deck and the book for those folks who are going to jump to Amazon immediately? (laughs) Absolutely. The deck is The Birth Deck, 50 Ways to Comfort a Woman in Labor. If you just look up The Birth Deck, it'll pop right up. And then the book is You've Got This, Your Guide to Getting Comfortable with Labor. If you just type in You've Got This by Sarah Lyon, S-A-R-A-L-Y-O-N, it'll pop up as well. Awesome. And we're going to put links to all that everywhere. Description. Yes. All the the places. places, All of it. All the things. Sarah, thank you so, so much. We really appreciate you. Go and enjoy your vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. I will. Thank you guys so much. This has actually been a fabulous way to start off my day. So thank you. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>